Bonanas for Bonanza with Dalton Wilcox is out now. Listen to cowboy poet Dalton Wilcox and his guests recap Bonanza every other Monday. Subscribe now on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen. Pop into a sprite. I don't know. Oh, that actually, that was refreshing. It was an ad where I went down a slide and I drank a sprite. Oh my God. The ad Um. was for sprite. Guys, shit's already weird. I'm Tawny Newsom. This is a show, Yo, is this racist? My co-host here is... My name is Andrew T. We're here to talk to you. About I was your, surprised by that timing. Somehow. I know because how wasn't, is that possible? Because I didn't do it in a normal order. No, the show where we uh, listen to your voicemail questions about racism and we answer them with the help of a guest or a special guest or guests, huh? Damn dog. It's not really words. It's it's the shape of words. Uh huh. What's the rush? Uh, you have somewhere to be. Yeah, so I guess that's true. You got to fucking do some. You I'm know, not, I'm not in a huge rush. <laughs> Um, what in the fudge is happening? What's happening with you, man? You got some news? Wait, do I have some news? I, I don't know. I just... I'm trying to think. Uh, anything fun happen to you or bad? <laughs> I, st- I haven't been fired from my job, so that's good. Whee! I'll still do that. Um, uh, we got a new producer? That we did. You know him as uh, perhaps the composer of this show's theme. Yeah. You also know him as a previous guest of the show. He was on our Chicago live show when he lived in Chicago. True. You also might know him as my former co-host and co-creator of the short-lived Earwolf show, The Supergroup, R.I.P. to a king. Um, <laughs> but not this king because he is alive. Please give it up for Alex Kleiner. Can't kill me. No. <laughs> and we tried. We did. You sure Boy, did oh. Have to come harder. We, did, we tried to smother you with emails. How are you, my friend? I'm so well. How are you guys? Um, thank you for being our part-time producer. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. He's and a full-time on. fan. Yeah, thank oh. you so much. PTP, FTF. Oh, he is here. RIP uh, to Zig, of course, who is fully dead to us forever. Yeah. Zig is dead. We do not speak his name. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Long live Zig, though. God, wouldn't yeah. it be a fun, terrible burn if we just called him Cody from now on? Oh. Since he's gone, we're like, Cody. No, Cody. That, that's too mean. Yeah, that's too mean and weird. Jordan is dying. <laughs> also, Jordan's back. Jordan, everybody get on the mic. What up, girl? How are Hi, you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Um, so you're back uh, to engineer for us sometimes. Yes. Yes, we've missed you. Yeah. I missed you guys too. Do you miss hearing about all the hot news in, in I race? Do. <laughs> <laughs> all the most horrible shit that has happened. Yeah. So guys, we got a full boat. In case you guys were wondering, with Zig gone, will we fall apart? The answer is yes. Absolutely. But mm-hmm. we will have other people to pick up the pieces. <laughs> so welcome to Alex. Welcome to uh, Jordan. Tweet at them when you don't like shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Leave everyone alone. Um, Tweet at me. Go back to tweeting at me. I think that was the best. That was the finest time is when people thought that tattling to me yeah. <laughs> was the way to go about this. We don't care. Um. So what happened this week, Andra? <sighs> Um, where do we want to start? Um, I guess for some reason, there isn't a ton to say about this Colin Kaepernick thing, but basically it was kind of like a little NFL publicity stunt kind of deal where he was sort of given a workout and, and it kind of fell apart and it was under conditions that were not normal. Um, and he tried to put conditions in place to protect himself and to bring media there just to have yeah. eyes on what they were trying to yeah. do. I mean, it's like a thing where it's very, it's to me very clear that it's sort of the status quo with the NFL. They are pissed at him for um, talking about police brutality Mm -hmm. and they colluded with each other to destroy his career. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, I, I think that's, I mean, you know, the football side of it is like, you know, the two sides of the coin are sort of like, he's indisputably good enough to play some part of an NFL team still, even though he's kind of old and, and you know, whatever. 
wasn't the greatest uh, quarterback, maybe. And but that's sort of irrelevant. You know, people are sort of polarizing it to like, oh, he sucks, or like, oh, he should, whatever. It's that like he should have a job. Yeah. And the fact that he doesn't have a job is fully down to racism. Right. Because he wasn't kicked out for not being a good football player. Yeah. So, th- yeah, he should yeah. have someone. Could, there, there are definitely worse quarterbacks who have jobs yeah. currently. That's it. <laughs> like, he might not be the best, but yeah. I learned from all this because I'm dumb about sports. Mm-hmm. I learned that a workout is like an audition. It's like a big, like almost like a big musical theater audition. Where yeah, there's a bunch of people. It's like a big general. And there's a bunch of people there. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and like that's... all good meetings, you have to throw a football about 300 feet. <laughs> that's how you sell your pilot. You have to throw that football as far as you can, and then ABC goes greenlit. Um, what's going on <laughs> in my brain? Um, I mean, what else? Oh, uh, now that we're on horrible Asian person corner, uh, fucking neo-Nazi piece of shit, Michelle Malkin. Um, I don't know. I mean, uh, so <laughs> Young America's Foundation, a fucking horrible group, um, basically, uh, uh, it's, it's a little bit hilarious because it's like, um, Michelle Malkin is like, actually I saw she tweeted a thing where she was at lunch with like Andy No or whatever, the other, another Asian piece of shit, um, <laughs> neo-Nazi supporter. Mm-hmm. Fine. They might not be neo-Nazis. I don't know. I mean, I don't really want to give these people enough oxygen other, but you know, um, she's basically supporting um, this guy who is a Holocaust denier, and this group has decided that they are uh, that that's too far. So she's been fired from that. Um, I guess to me, it's really just it's interesting a little bit to watch like this like right wing battle between like the most horrible people on earth and the second most horrible people on earth. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I I don't know if there's that much to it other than the continuing conversation um, that uh, people of color can indisputably be white supremacists. I, I love whenever you say something like that on Twitter and people are like, oh, yeah, this person's a white supremacist. Uh, they're not white, smarty. It's like that is, it's truly the you, best that racists can do. It's yeah. really the best where they're like, you can't be a white supremacist or when they tell like a woman that they can't be, you know, yeah. masochistic or, or yeah. not masochist, misogynist. Jesus, yeah. it's so late. It's a little both. What's wrong with my, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I meant that for commentary. Yeah. Give me a job, the yeah. Daily Beast. Yeah, dog. I can't think of a worse job. I would hate being a journalist. Um, speaking of that, what other news is there? <laughs> um, did you, I, I just, I didn't fully read or understand this Will I Am thing. Oh boy, <laughs> I read it. I went down the thing. Okay, first of all, it, it it's Will I Am most likely was uh, profiled and treated poorly on a Qantas flight uh, by a member of the staff um, because it seems that other people on the flight do believe that they were also targeted or other people who said they witnessed it think that the flight attendant was being racist. But according to him in a series of tweets, he didn't like take his headphones off soon enough because he's like making beats on the plane. And they're like, yo, you got to take your headphones off this plane about to land. And so I don't know what exactly the the woman said, the flight attendant, but she was uh, rude and targeted him and then called the police. Yeah. And the police Grabbed him off the tarmac, yeah. and I guess other passengers had to come to his aid, come to Will I Am's aid, yeah. and be like, "Yo, I also want to know where the other people were in this." And <laughs> part-time producer Alex had my favorite line of this. He just said, "Apple the app silence on this is deafening." That's <laughs> 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 my favorite take from the whole thing. It is true. Um, <laughs> but the the kind of fucked up thing is, that I think like Will I Am in the midst of all this was like uh, just kind of retweeting people, just trying to, to try and garner support for the fact that he was like, "I should this shouldn't have happened to me," and he was retweeting like trolls and racists who were saying fake shit about this. Yeah. Like people were like, I was on the plane too. I was shivering in the bathroom. You know, people were clearly like making fun of it. Yeah. He was still retweeting it. So it weakened his uh, claims a bit, but still he shouldn't have had the fucking cops called on him. Yeah. I think that's, that's a thing, right? It's like, you know, okay, fine. Maybe he overreacted a little bit potentially, or like was just in the moment confused. But I think there, there's an element of like, 
this is what racism does. And look, Will I Am is a special case, right? But the the thing is, you have to imagine his peers, mm-hmm. other people in presumably first fucking class, mm-hmm. um, do all kinds of rule bending, and they do not have the the force of the law thrown up. Because that's that's the sort of thing, right? It's like. If everyone had every actual law enforced upon them, we would live in like a fascist, you know, police mm-hmm. state. And, and it's it's that like you see where the rules are bent for people is where um, like that's what, you know, one one, I don't know, pillar of white supremacy is, is like how much leniency that like white people get. And, yeah. And shit like this where, again, goddamn Will, if, if Will I Am ain't safe. <laughs> None of us are Who safe. Who is? White people, Will are I, still safe. white people are fine. Um, white people, you can keep your headphones on. Yeah. You can fly the plane talking on your cell phone if you want. Um, <laughs> 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 yeah, well, uh, sorry, I just petered out. <laughs> um, I don't know. We have a very depressing story. Oh, um, I don't know. A fucking, uh, uh, quadriplegic kid was pinned a 15 year old kid was pinned um by a tucson cop um black kid needless to say white cop needless to say i mean yeah is there any world where at least it feels like maybe there will be some type of if not justice at least something towards justice I don't know. This is also, uh, this child is in a group home, so, you mm-hmm. know, children with even fewer advocates for them. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's hard. The The video is really tough to watch. Yeah. Um, I don't know what to say when things are this depressing. Obviously, this person can't fight back. And yeah. just watching you get pinned down like that, it's like, what? why Why are, why are why is the cop there? Is yeah. what I want to know. I mean, it why is also is it? like, like, such a clear indicator that like this cop doesn't think like this cop wouldn't treat a dog like that. You mm. know what I mean? This is, this is someone who, mm-hmm. if any, like by all, you know, measures, there's, there's just no need to do that. And the fact that this seems like acceptable to this racist ass cop, I mean, look, Arizona cops. Yeah. Just racist? Also, like, the person at the group home who called the cop, uh, look, I understand group homes don't get enough support, so uh, they were probably at their wits end a little bit if they believe that this person needed help or was acting out in a way. Why is that, why are cops the the call? Mm -hmm. Why isn't there, and I don't know enough about the system, but why isn't there um, someone else who can help this person who's clearly... But that's those, right, that's the the, uh, situation for people of color, you know, in general, but like that's lower, lower income people in homes. It's like, you know, people way smarter than us can tell you about how, you know, school to prison is just like a thing. And this is just one other cog in that fucking bullshit. Mm -hmm. This is a pretty petty moment in the Washington Post article. They just, it's this is the top of a paragraph says, at the video's start, a white deputy in wraparound sunglasses. Yeah, that guy's such a piece of shit. <laughs> they, I like how they just, in a very factual, dry journalist way, call out that he's in fucking wraparound sunglasses. Yeah. To really well, it's basically just letting, yeah, letting people know he's racist. <laughs> yeah. Woo! You know what kind of cop he is. Those sunglasses, man, they're rough. Um, oy, oy, oy. We should have ended on the Will I Am story. Yeah. No, none of it's happy. None it's of it's fun. It's all bad. But, but you know, what's not bad? <laughs> I've been killing it on turnarounds and segues. Boom. You gotta respect from downtown. Look, if nothing else, you gotta respect my ability to just keep talking until I change the subject. Just say <laughs> the opposite of the thing that happened before. Right, the thing that was bad is now good because we talked with. Well, I didn't, but you talked with <laughs> Joey Cliff. Jesus Christ, just save me from this. We're, we're all doing fine. <laughs> <laughs> we are doing great. Yeah, it was it was uh as always uh great to have Joey here. Um continuing Native American Heritage Month. Um you know, and the, uh, as as we talk about in the thing, um you know, it, it's just always great to talk to Joey. I don't know. He's he's one of our all-time favorite guests. He's always got so much fucking going on. Mhm. Um yeah, here's Joey. <laughs> What's 
up, it's your girl, Tawny Newsome. Hello. This is Andrew T. Our podcast, Yo, Is This Racist, has some premium bonus episodes coming soon. On these bonus episodes, we'll be taking additional voicemails that are, quote, too hot for the main feed. That's right. Get your extra half hour of roasting racists every Friday starting May 1st. What's that, Andrew? Toddy came up with a great name for this already. Yo, is this raciest on Stitcher Premium? Uh, It's just us. It's just the Yo team. It's just me, Andrew, Matt. Maybe Jordan will pepper in here. Who knows? Maybe Kev. Maybe Kev will weigh in. It's going to be a family show. thing could happen. (laughs) Absolutely. No guest, just voicemails. Some voicemails that are follow-ups or things that we didn't want to drop in the main feed because it's not normally what we do. That's what's going to be in the Yo, Is This Raciest catalog. Oh, and if you're a racist that calls in thinking that we'll give you attention, we might just put you on Yo, Is This Raciest, so you have to sign up and pay money to get your little racist jollies. That's right. Now, if you don't have Stitcher Premium, I'm going to tell you something. You can go to stitcherpremium.com and use the promo code Yo for a one-month free trial. How about that? That is dope. Yo, is this raciest premium bonus episodes coming out 5-1 on Stitcher Premium. For a free one-month trial of Stitcher Premium, use code YO. That's Y-O for a free month of Stitcher Premium. Howdy, folks. It's me, Dalton Wilcox, Poet Laureate of the West. I'm happy to announce that the City Slickers at Earwolf have finally given me my own podcast. It's called Bananas for Bonanza. In each episode, me and my co-hosts, Mutt Taylor from The Journeyman and Christian entrepreneur Amy Sleverson will discuss one episode of the classic television western series Bonanza. It's the only podcast you'll ever need about the only television show that ever was. Bananas for Bonanza is out now with new free episodes every other Monday. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You can also listen to bonus episodes of Bananas for Bonanza only on Stitcher Premium. For a free month of Stitcher Premium, go to stitcherpremium.com and use the promo code BANANAS. Bananas for Bonanza. That's bananas spelled correctly. B-O-N-A-N-A-S. Let's see. So there's an interview. And then, yeah, the voicemails will be on there. Fuck it. Yeah, We're talking. Yeah. Oh, we've been rolling. Oh, so oh rolling. good. Jimmy's rolling. Do you want water, Joey? Oh, yeah, yeah, wait. You can get the water we'll, uh, while we ramp up. Okay, while we ramp up. While we no, no, no. We're up. using all of this. You, if you fucking cut a single second of this, of Joey Clift, comedian, of, writer. Of me pouring water into pouring this water. cup. Uh, I like how you almost, you almost overfilled the glass to keep the bit going, which I truly appreciate. I did yeah, see you uh, think, oh, no, I do have to stop pouring now. Even yeah, but this is making a good noise. Yeah. Uh, this has been a very fun episode of Yo, Is This Water? <laughs> I don't know what is water. <laughs> yeah. Now I kind of want to do a spinoff called Yo, Is This Water? I'm struggling with I'm it. I'm just like, is this? Okay, I got it out of a Mountain Dew bottle. Is this water? Yo, 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 yo. Certain types of ice, though. Yo, is this pin water? Some of it is. <laughs> Oh damn! I feel like everything's yo. My water. Some I mean, part of, of me is of water. Is water though. So yeah. it still is water. Shit, Joey, how's it going, man? Uh, I'm doing really good, man. Thanks for having me on the show. Thanks for coming here. Yeah, we did it. Johnny <laughs> um, um, Newman is in the studio. She's just being very quiet. Yeah. <laughs> Her microphone is, does not work. Yeah. Listen back. You'll if you listen back to a couple uh, episodes, you'll find. In the Yo Cinematic Universe, we talked about this. Um, <laughs> or didn't talk about it. Maybe Truly, it you might have heard a series of bleeps, and you might still be hearing a series of bleeps. <laughs> Who fucking knows? Yeah. Uh, Joey, what's up? What have you been up to? Um, I'm doing really good. Uh, let's see. Last time, I haven't been here since the uh, 20, the, the episode 1000, I think, was the last one that I was on. And oh since my gosh, then, you guys yeah. solved racism. So I know. Like, it's been kind of slow. Yeah. So, like, I mean, what's the show you have been? Um, I don't know. Just nothing, man. We had, we have been doing yeah, shit. Yeah, but um I'm doing really well. I'm just uh you know like working on projects, getting mad about native stuff, doing all the doing all the Hollywood stuff. Yeah. Um <laughs> actually, wait, like thing thing I want to vent about uh like so Oh yeah. Yeah, actually yeah, yeah I'll You can Joey yeah. came strapped with a topic which yeah. is good. I came strapped with just just like th- just like things that happened to me this year that I'm like uh I want an audience to know about this. <laughs> Yo, please. So like I pitched, uh, so, uh, like I, I had a meeting, uh, with like a production company earlier this year where like 
Oftentimes, I find myself being like the first native person that execs meet with. Oh um, shit! And right. it's like it's this like weird thing where it's like and like some of these execs have been execs for twenty years or whatever. And um, like you know, usually they'll say like, "I feel very bad that you're the first one, but we're excited to talk to you." And they'll try to like kind of play it cool. Yeah. But then every once in a while, you'll have an exec who uh, it is not that. And like I had one that like he asked me questions like. Uh, how do you say hello in your native language? Uh, yeah. People uh, don't get why that's so annoying. Yeah. Or just like, he was also quizzing me on just like, what's the biggest Native American tribe? It's just like, right. they treat you like a museum piece. Yeah. So, or uh, also like Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like look oh, that like, shit up. Yeah. Like, oh, like maybe, maybe it'd be cool if you like talk to me like a creative person and yeah. not, or like a comedian and not like a book. <laughs> yeah. 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 That sucks, dude. Jesus yeah, yeah, Christ. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, nice. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, you know, again, I mean, you might have just heard a series of bleeps, but yeah. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I don't know, like, uh, but I feel like every year, like native stuff gets a little bit better in Hollywood. Like we just had Chambers come out on Netflix that started the uh, first ever native American female lead for a series, which is really nice. good. Um, there's a lot of other just like cool projects in the ether. So like, you know, just updating you on native Hollywood for 2019. I know are, we were talking a little up. bit off mic, I think off mic about this. Also, maybe in an earlier, just go back and listen. Yeah, I don't um, know. <laughs> uh, about like... Yeah, the the fact that I feel like like you f- you you feel like you need to like lock and load your entire native experience <laughs> when you go on the show, and we kind of do it to you also. I mean, it's like, but it's a tough thing. Like, I feel like that's for that's a thing where like for native people, especially yeah. in the entertainment industry, it's like uh, um, there are definitely. I think that like. I think this is the truth of like every person of color in Hollywood that it's like, if you have like a designated month or year or like, or a month or day or whatever, <laughs> sure, it's sort sure. of like, it's sort of like, that's the time that people are like, Oh, we got to talk to some native folk. Yeah. So it's like, you know, like, uh, like a lot of natives get generals in November, you know, like a lot of, yeah. uh, like in the same way that like, you know, it's just, it's, uh, that's a, but, God, that's a depressing thing to think about, which is, Definitely probably happened to me. That yeah, I'm sure, you guys, I'm sure you guys probably experienced that too. Yeah, I definitely get more meetings in February than I do in any other point. Yeah. yeah. Wait, did we introduce producer Zig? Oh, hello, folks. I'm yeah. stepping in. As, a, as you know, uh, Airwolf has a one black uh, co-host <laughs> for podcast rule. So since Tanya's uh, out, I am stepping in and filling in her very yeah. uh, Again, uh, Tani... Time will be back. <laughs> but you know, but like I'm making that I'm making that seem like it's like a, a, a sad thing. But I yeah, think that like I mean it's a little of both. It's like annoying. I feel maybe, but, but fine. I mean, it, it, I guess it's like you know, it's cool. It's cool that people want to talk to you. It is a little like yeah, it's like it's like annoying because it's like oh, like what about the other months? But it's also like I mean, I don't know. It's like why? It's it's part of it is. Like, oh, why don't you give people presents every day instead of on Christmas or whatever? Yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, like I also get that it's like, I mean, I find, I find myself running into that too, where it's like, oh, like whenever I book like a, a comedy showcase for natives at like any of the comedy theaters, I always do it like on Columbus Day or in November. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's just like, oh, like it's because that's our right. time. It's like a thing. All right. Let's, yeah. Let me just throw this out there, execs uh, or any any uh, person within power. Even if ultimately you're just investing in tokenism, here's here's the secret to seem to be one of the good ones. Just figure out the, when you were gonna be inspired to book all these people for meetings, whether it's Black History Month or Native as a Native History Month. Or, I think it's like Native American Heritage Month. Native American Heritage I, Month. I uh, will lose my tribal card if I got that wrong. Hey, I mean, look, I don't know what the Asian one is called. Yeah. <laughs> but just like offset it by like three months, so you can still be just you're still tokenizing people, but they don't know that you're tokenizing them because you just just like put it off by a quarter. Yeah, it's sort of a like whenever like whenever I get a meeting not in November, I'm always like, oh, you're like, cool. You're like, oh, yeah. like this exact. You're one of the good ones. Yeah, you're one of the yeah. good ones. I'm excited to talk to this exact. See, you can still be one of the bad ones and hide the fact that you're one of the bad ones by kind of being one of the good ones. Yeah. Use a little subterfuge. That's all you need. Yeah, just like the, like, all we need is like first draft levels of politeness. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even need to, you to actually be polite. Right. <laughs> just try a little harder than zero. Well, it's, it's also like, you know, it's, uh, I mean, uh, natives getting any platform is great. Yeah, yeah, of course. So, of like, course, yeah. yeah, like I'm, you know, I'm, ex- I'm happy to be on this podcast. And I, but it is, so, it is something where it's like, 
I like I knew that I could have reached out to you guys at any point this year and mm-hmm. said like, hey, like this Washington Post thing was dumb. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And like you, you know, it's it's it goes both ways. Yeah, We're both problematic. Did we did we lock and load that yet? Did we say it? I'm not sure. Washington Post. We have not lock and loaded. That. Okay, uh, okay. Tell people. Said, yeah. So this uh, was the thing that you were. Uh, the yeah, other yeah. thing you brought, you wanted to bring in. Yeah, yeah. So another thing I wanted to bring in, other than just like I guess my own professional gripes, <laughs> uh, is uh, so. Uh, like recently, um, the Washington Post did a news story about um, uh, a poll that came out that said that like 90 percent of Native American people were OK with the Washington, D.C. NFL team's team name. Mm-hmm. And um, if you uh, don't know what team that is, uh, Google it. I'm not going to say Just it. Just schedule a general yeah. meeting yes. with Joey. Schedule and a general meeting with me in like September <laughs> or just, like or December, just not November. And um, uh, and uh, it said that 90% of Native Americans were okay with this team name that like traditionally Native people don't really like. Mm-hmm. Um so you look into the article and um, this is based, this is, this is sort of a catch up article. The Washington Post did an article about a similar poll that they did in like 2012 that kind mm-hmm. of had similar, a similar result. But if you read the article, it uses the very specific language of, uh, they interviewed 500 self-identified Native Americans over the phone. Yeah. Red flag. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it's like, for me, that's annoying. Like what I wanted to talk about with this is like, statistical um, methodology one it's like it's just this weird thing where like when people report on native american issues it's like they like that's something that should be in the headline and not buried deep right. within the article like we called a bunch of random ass mostly white people yeah and then we were like you native and they're like yeah i think my like grandparent is like a princess or something you know like, yeah yeah because it's like you know like if you ask like it, it, like I feel like for a lot of like non-native people, there is this thing of like, oh, are you native? Oh, probably somewhere down the line. Yeah. Whereas it's like, you know, for me, like I'm like an enrolled member of a tribe. I grew up on a reservation. I did, I'm not somebody that just did like an ancestry.com test like two yeah. weeks ago. And I'm like, oh, like 5% yeah. native. I can speak for all native issues. Yeah. So like, you know, it, it, and like I even, I don't usually do this kind of thing, but I even like emailed the person that wrote the article and was like, hey, like this is like a thing when you report on future native American issues, like these are details that you should include and their response similar to something that we talked about in like the the, the um, episode that I was on a little bit ago talking about the Dior thing was they said oh I did th- I thought it was problematic too but I thought that if we didn't report on it somebody else would yeah and it's like that's not a real yeah like no you could have not reported on it or the headline is the statistical methodology like yeah. someone with a vested interest yeah. in sanitizing this name did yeah. A survey that was clearly leading and had like like the fact that that was a survey means the people who conducted the survey had an agenda, and that agenda oh, yeah. was to clear that name. Oh right, and it's like it's people. I mean, it's just frustrating, like around native issues, because now like whenever anybody complains about the team name, somebody that doesn't know anything yeah. is just going to like throw Create that article headline, and yeah. be like, "Yeah, I mean, I thought I read an article that said that natives love the name or whatever," yeah. and it's yeah. like. You know, it kind of makes this thing where it's like it makes it that much harder to explain to them why the name is shitty yeah. or like why like I mean, you talk to like any native on it. I mean, not any, but like uh, most natives on reservations and they'll probably be like, no, the name's fucked. Like, yeah. Um, and even without I, I so I remember uh, grappling a little bit with the original um like uh, article from I think 2012 ish. Um, yeah, it was like early. Being 2010s. like, okay, fuck, fuck this, and then like I think that one had similar but not quite as egregious like you know statistical methodologies that I mean, were fucked up. It's it was the same statistical methodology. Oh, okay. Whereas around 500 natives that, or 500 self identified, they just natives. didn't talk about. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the other way to look at it, right? Because I think it was like it's like 90 percent of those people said like it's fine, right? Yeah. Here's the thing about it this way: name another mascot that can generate 10% disapproval for being racist. Right. No one's like... That's that's a very good way to put this. Normal, any mascot typically has 0% yeah, like, people are yeah. like, that's racist. Yeah, nobody's nobody's looking at the Atlanta Falcons and yeah. being like, wait a second. That's <laughs> fucked up. So guess what? That even that, even if, right? Even if this were actual yeah. like enrolled natives or whatever people are, and they still had that number, it still is like easily ten times more than the next 
team name that isn't a human being. Like, oh right, you know what I mean. Yeah, so it's yeah, like yeah. even with even accepting the premise of their fucking flawed agenda driven methodology, it's still fucked up. Right. Well, there's also this thing that happens where like people will. I mean, I feel like people, if they've got like, I mean, I guess like a, if they've got a position on like a racial issue that they, you know, I guess aren't necessarily in a position to speak on, they'll always try to find like that one person that is part of that group. Yeah, like, the kind co-sign. Of like, yeah, the yeah. Yeah. co-signs it. So it's like, that's something that I constantly see with this stuff. Like, uh, I mean, I flat out seen people say like, oh, like uh, my friend got their DNA test in the mail. It says that they're 5% Indian and they love the team name. So yeah. by virtue of this, <laughs> so all you natives, shut up. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, like that's something I saw, like just flat out on Twitter with like the Dior, uh, like Savage um, perfume thing where it's like, I literally saw a tweet from somebody that said, hey, so it turns out that my, my friend's mom is part native and she says that she thinks that the perfume is great and she loves the name. So every native on Twitter should be quiet about it. It's yeah. like, oh, like, so one one person of like dubious, like yeah. the background co-signs on this and that to you all of a sudden erases every person criticizing yeah. this. It's just, I don't know. I'm just real mad about it. And I want no, to talk about it People are so fucking show. like stupid though. Cause it's like, yeah, again, how, in what way does that one person's voice negate the vast majority on the other side? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just like so fucking stupid. Yeah. So we do a depressing voicemail. So <laughs> speaking of stupid, let's get to a voicemail. Oh, that's the other thing that happened is your boy Andrew forgot his laptop today. Yeah. So producer <laughs> Zig is playing the voicemails. Also. I am in charge of everything. Everyone today. has a new job today. Yeah. No one is doing the. Uh, sorry. Andrew yeah, has a, a new job today. I'm a, I'm building a shelf during this yeah. show. Doing it very quietly. Uh, Zig just has to do his actual job, his real ass job that is hard that he works at, and then also part of my job. All right, here we go, folks. Hi, Andrew, Tommy, and guests. My name is Caleb. Uh, I am a wedding DJ. Oh yeah. I'm uh, I recently just had a discussion with my coworkers about DJing weddings where there are only white people in attendance, and I found that weird or gross in some ways um they were saying that it's equally equally as racist or gross when there's only people of color at a wedding what are your guys thoughts on this thanks love the show bye-bye you seem nice (laughs) he's like a nice guy so the question is yeah is it racist or is it weird or problematic to DJ only like white only re- weddings. Yeah, is that what the well, it was. It was. Yeah, I think it was like. It was, it was, is it weird when it, the wedding is white only? Or it, 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 he, like he had that like second tag on it where it's like, is it is it as weird if it's a white only wedding as it's a uh, people of color only wedding? Yeah. By yeah. the way, a very uh, speaking of flawed methodologies, like imagine comparing those two things. And thinking <laughs> yeah. Cool. yeah. Well, it's also like people of color is like, is such a broad. Yeah. <laughs> it, that's what I'm saying. Like that can still be a wildly diverse wedding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, an insanely diverse wedding. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. don't have white people there. Yeah. It's just, if white people aren't included in your thing, are you being racist? Yeah. I, I noticed, um, I recently kind of got back on the dating apps and I realized one thing, which is that if there, if anyone has like a picture that only has white people in it, bro, yes, that's uh, a hard pass. Yes. It's such a horrible thing. Yeah, so, if, I, if, I, if I'm scrolling through and I don't see any brown people, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or if the primary person is a brown person and they only have white friends, that's yeah. also a pass. Right. I think too, at, at, you have to have at least two people of color. If there's more than one person represented in your dating profile, uh, yeah, that's, that's a hard pass. It could uh, be all solo. I like that you. I like the. I feel like you have like an Excel. Spreadsheet. I had to do math. It's yeah. just I had to like, do math. Just like, to like okay, that like technically, early. there's like a shoulder of a person of color in yeah. this picture. So like, I can't count that as a half. Like two. We, so we're, I'll, like, I'll swipe right on this. One. We're a token friend in inflation. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. We're t- it's 2019. You have to have three friends yeah. of color. Yeah, Jesus, that's the at minimum. least. But that's like, yeah. I mean. I, but I guess my question is, I, I'm like, I've gotten to the point, and this is definitely a me problem, because it probably should have happened way sooner, where I'm like, actually like physically creeped out when it's only white people. Yeah, I think this is this is my thought process. I think that it's a lot, a lot easier for, for just this branch. She says people call that so many people, so many types of people, but it's so much easier to have like, an, it's so much easier to have an all black wedding. And I think it is to have an all white wedding. Cause if you have mm. all white, that means that 
nobody there uh-huh. has friends with people of color. Like, I understand the idea of like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna push all the black people in this one part of town, uh-huh. so they only interact with people like that. But right. like, if you're yeah. white, like the idea is like you have white, you have access to everything. So yeah. the idea that like you don't have a cousin that's like dating it's a black person, or like difficult. like no, yeah. like your sister doesn't have like an Indian boyfriend or a Korean yeah. boyfriend. Yeah. I was like, what's the deal? Like, I guess I get what you're I get what you're talking about. Where like part of it is like. It's part of its a gentrification thing yeah. where it's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, like, I mean, oftentimes for like people of color, you are kind of pushed into like literally like a district of a city, like, you know, like Chinatown or little Tokyo or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, that's like the people that you grow up with tend to all be of, yeah. you know, like a similar background. Um, but yeah, I mean, like if there's not like, a, there's not like a little white town, like, yeah. you know, it's like, <laughs> it's like the rest of the city is that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I, I get what you're talking about. And I feel like there also is like a. I don't know. Like there's, it's just fucking lame. Like, yeah, it's like, it's creepy. And it is, it's it, to me, it speaks to like, I mean, I don't know. just gross. Like, <laughs> yeah. To so I guess to the DJ, it's weird also to think that, uh, wedding DJs talk to other wedding DJs, like their colleagues. Right. For some reason. Cause you're, you would blue line of like, wedding I, DJs. Or, well, but it's also like, like, even though you're kind of colleagues, by definition, you would never be working the same event. Oh, yeah. Because you only need one yeah. most oh, of the time. When I get married, I'm going to have five wedding five DJs. DJs. <laughs> same room. One room. But it's like five wedding DJs, four turntables. But I mean, I, I guess that like, if you don't, I mean, like if you don't have a single friend that is a person of color that you are close enough to to invite to your wedding. Yeah. Don't what get married. Fuck? You don't yeah. get married. Like, if not, not just to... you, but like you and your spouse. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, fucking, it's, it's horrible. Just like, too fa- like, yeah. Whereas people of color almost always, I would, I, you know, I kind of would push back a little bit on the black, all black wedding thing too. Cause it's like somewhere in there, a fucking white dude is going to sneak in. Somehow. Oh yeah, of course. You yeah. know what I mean? We're talking about the entirety of people of color though. That's the thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, uh, it's, 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 it covers so many yeah. people. So I guess to the caller, if you're arguing with people who are so stupid and racist that they would compare all white to all people to of color, all people of color, then you don't have to keep talking to them. Yeah, that's they're so dumb. But I feel like racist. that's like, but I feel like that's like this weird binary that people will try to do. Where yeah, it's like they look. It's like it's literally like there are two things: people of color or white people. Yeah, and it's like what the. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, you know, like like people of color comprises of, I mean, I don't know, like you just. All um, the good people. All the good. I mean, <laughs> Sorry, except for just, a bunch of Asian folks. But even, you've heard them on earlier episodes. But even just like for native people, that's like 570 plus. It's like, I don't know. I, I do not know how many different uh, types, of people types of people. Types of people. Yeah, color yeah, are. yeah. Uh, thousands probably, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so do we solve that one? Yeah, kind of. Yeah, don't talk to those fucking. Yeah, people. your friends are wrong and racist. Yeah, you you seemed nice over the phone, yeah. but your friends are lame. <laughs> yeah, all of our listeners, of course, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, time for a new voicemail. Yep. Hi, Tony, Andrew, and potential guest. Um, I have a question for you. Basically, I'm a white guy who is part Native American, and by part, I mean my dad is Native American, and I actually am a member of the tribe. Um, even though I came out with blonde hair and blue eyes. So I've been trying to get together some stuff because I've been thinking about putting together a podcast that goes over the history and language of our tribe because there isn't a whole lot out there. The main thing I'm wondering is, since I don't live with the tribe and I'm clearly a white dude, is that going to be racist or is that going to be weird or is that going to be like some sort of Cherokee princess bullshit? Um, anyway, thank you very much. Love the show. Can't wait to hopefully hear this. All right. Bye. Uh, I'm just going to jump you guys, in. Did you guys save this for me? Did you get <laughs> no, this? No, like this is just random. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Yes, <laughs> we did. <I'm> <laughs> uh, let me just speak really quickly to the part that I can talk about, which is, don't do a podcast. It's a bad idea. Yeah, there's too many, too <laughs> many, many podcasts. No yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, guys, uh, you've heard of podcasts, right? Conan O'Brien invented them. Yeah, oh, God. Yeah. He seems very nice. I'm not that It's really a bummer that yeah, he yeah. got caught up in that bullshit. Yeah, he probably recorded his podcast in this studio. He did seems like record in this studio. He seems like yeah. a very nice guy. In that guy. chair, actually. Yeah. What? In the Conan chair. Uh, that's exciting. Um, um, so, but 
Yes. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I'm going to let Zig take this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 well. Yeah. Uh, so um, his question is, as like a white presenting native person, is it okay if he does a podcast specifically about his culture and his language and stuff like that? Well, like, I mean, I'm a white presenting native person, so I feel like I can 100% speak on this. Um, mm-hmm. This one was a very Joey specific. <laughs> yeah. It seems like a very Joey specific. What did this, did this guy call like nine months ago? If uh, you really want to know, I believe it was June. So that's not too long. Not too, too long ago. Uh, but okay. Uh, not that great either. I'm so sorry. It's okay. <laughs> Look, I saved a while. I like, I, I could have just let that Washington Post story go, but I was like, I got to I have to talk on this. Is like, I've got to talk on about yeah. it stuff on this podcast. So um, if you're, so he said that he's a member of the tribe. So that to me, uh, I think means he's an enrolled member of the tribe, which means he's like on the books. He has, you know, presumably tribal ID and a roll number and all that stuff. Um, So, you know, like the way that I look at that stuff and the way that I was kind of raised to look at that stuff is that like, if you're an enrolled member of the tribe, you're a member of the tribe, you're native, you know, Um, we come in all different skin tones, Um, you know, like, of course, being white presenting does give us, you know, absolutely privilege to, you know, like exist in white spaces or whatever. And that is a thing to be aware of. But like, also, I mean, my attitude toward a lot of this stuff is, um, uh, if not you, who else? Um, and I think that for native issues, it like things like preserving culture are very important. Um, you know, I would, um, if it's something that you're like legit concerned about, I would maybe like talk to some elders with your tribe and see kind of what, um, you know, see kind of what they think about it. Um, and also like, I mean, the way that I always try to like tackle this stuff is like, you know, I'm aware that I, I'm a member of the Cowlitz tribe, but I don't have like a doctorate in Cowlitz history. I'm ultimately just like a dude with opinions. Mm -hmm. And that is something that I, you know, try to be aware of and I try to make sure that I'm educated. So yeah, I would like talk to some people about your tribe, like just kind of like double check with some elders or like, you know, um, like with my tribe, we have kind of like, I think it's like a a, sort of like a a person in charge of the spiritual stuff. so, uh, and like we actually with our, with my tribe, maybe I'm not supposed to say this. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe, maybe <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble. Um, Let us know. But it's like, uh, maybe this will be beeped out, but it's like for the Cowlitz tribe, um, there's a, like a Cowlitz tribal dictionary. That's like, you know, an English to Cowlitz tra- translation that like only tribal members can buy. Um, so like, I mean, the last time that I was, um, kind of at my like tribal offices like last year i like you know went to the office and bought the dictionary and i've got it and um you know like i think that uh for me like if i wanted to start like a cowlitz language podcast i don't think that people in my tribe would be like hey wait a second what's this like lighter skinned cowlitz guy doing with this cowlitz language podcast they'd probably just be excited that somebody like wants to preserve the culture you know Mm -hmm. like um, just because there are like, you know, like I, I, for, I, I'm not sure if you said what tribe you were. I think you said Cherokee, but I wasn't sure if that was like, that as was a, a joke. I'm not yeah. sure if that was a joke or whatever, but it's like, you know, I mean, like if like, yeah, there's resources maybe yeah. like people you should talk to. Yeah. There's yeah. people you should talk to just to like double check, but I wouldn't, um, like, I wouldn't feel like, uh, you can't do it. Yeah, because you are like a member of that tribe. I think another way to to do it, and I can't believe I'm about to give real ass podcasting advice. Oh yeah, this is one of those things where it's like, oh, I'm giving actual. I'm not doing bits. I'm giving, I don't, no, it's no, like, no. Oh, like I feel like this is something. Same. I could. No, please though. It's it's great. It's great to like hear like the real advice. It doesn't always have to be us fucking yucking <laughs> it up. But I was gonna say the the real advice is like you can just be honest with who you are on yeah. the mic, like. I am, you know, half, and this is a thing I was curious about, and I'm not an expert, but this is what I found out, and yeah. go from there. But also, like, have, I mean, like, I I use my position as kind of like a white presenting native in the entertainment industry to, like, give opportunities to other natives. Yeah. So it's like, if you do a podcast that's about, like, your tribe's language, um, you know, is there a way that you could Skype in people on, from your tribe on the podcast? Mm-hmm. That way it's kind of like boosting everybody up. Yeah. Um, you know, and like, it's just don't come from a perspective of I'm an expert on this. Come yeah. from a perspective of like, you know, yeah, like Andrew said, just be honest. Yeah, and it's better. It's That's the trick. It's better to not actually be an expert. Just be curious and share yeah. the curiosity and what you learned with people. Yeah. 
And it's just, I mean, if not you, who else? You know, something's wrong. We're giving real. That was some good advice. <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. What's you guys, it. thank. I feel like you gave me a birthday present. <laughs> I feel. Um, I feel bad and weird. <laughs> New voicemail. New voicemail. All right, I got you. Let me cleanse you. All right. Hey there, yo, this is Race Podcast. I just had a story from a Native American perspective. <laughs> I was getting my Did hair you save all of these. I got you another one. one. Terrible. I'm sorry, man. Uh, chain. <laughs> haircutting places and the lady who seemed nice enough you know like she has like two minutes into the haircut she's like are you native american and <laughs> proceeded to like give me the weirdest like I, I, what i think she imagined the native american haircut uh, was. Like, oh boy i <laughs> i pretty much you know i'm a non-confrontational type of person so i was like yeah this, this that's fine i so yeah, like uh, I know that's racist. I just want to. <laughs> thanks. I'm thinking about it a lot, though. So. Um, thanks for calling in. Call yeah, it. thanks for. The, wait, are all of them going to be native? Uh, that's it. <laughs> if, oh, okay, if, if it's, I'm okay with this. Uh, I can so, never tell. I'm always just like. Uh, I mean, it's okay. Like, uh, well, the the, the counterpoint is sometimes when I pull pull. Um, I specifically, I think it's like native stuff because I think everyone who isn't native is like kind of hugely complicit in a way that right. even a lot of uh, people of color are not used to. Right. So I feel like um, our non-native guests get uncomfortable when when something no, like that I, comes up. But that also means I do stuff like this, which well, just no. makes you uncomfortable. Well, no, like I, I get what you're talking about, and it, does, it doesn't make me uncomfortable. It's just funny. To yeah, me. of course. Like it's okay. you know we're all comedy folks, or yeah. whatever. But it's like it is. It's the sort of thing where it's like. I like you do want like a native person to speak on this stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's like you know, like a, a, a maybe a month ago, or I'm not sure when this airs, but it's like I you brought me in to talk about the Diore mm-hmm. um, perfume stuff, and it's like that is something where like I thanked you on it for letting me come in to talk about that mm-hmm. because um, like I'm gonna have more of like an emotional tie to that than yeah. like maybe a non-native person would, yeah. And it's like, you know, I kind of want to like see that fire represented. Yeah, totally. Um, So uh, to our caller, uh, that's fucked up, man. That sucks. Um, Yeah. And especially like, I mean, hair is like culturally a very big deal among a lot of native folks. So like, I I mean, I used to have long hair when I was in college. I definitely had like the traditional stuff. And like, it's, um, yeah, that just sucks, man. I'm sorry. But that's like, I mean, I run into this thing sometimes where it's like, uh, like, uh, like women that I've dated in my life, um, will do stuff like, uh, they'll tell me that they're like, mom doesn't recycle. And they're like, are you offended by that? Cause you're native and it is like the environment or whatever. <laughs> it's like kind of people make assumptions yeah. on you based on just like your background. You, I think you've talked, I think, I don't know if we talked about this in the podcast, maybe we've just talked about it like face to face, but the idea yeah. of like the cultural costume, I think is what you say. Yeah. It's, it's like the only envision like people in like certain certain wear like yeah it's like native people we're allowed like a very like i talked about this i think uh, on the first the first year i was on last year but it's like native people we're allowed like a very small cultural costume that we're allowed to wear to be considered native so like i use the example all the time of like when i had long hair in college nobody questioned if i was native when I got a haircut, like natives got it, but non-natives were like, you native. And it's like, yeah, just because I don't have like long hair with like a feather in my hair, that mm-hmm. means that I'm not native, quote mm-hmm. unquote. Um, you know, or it's like, oh, if you're not wearing a loincloth, like, or you're not native. Um, so yeah, you know, I mean, I, I guess that to the caller, I want to say like, thanks for calling in. That sucks. I feel you, man. That's, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's tough because like, I know how it goes where it's like you don't want to confront people about that stuff. Yeah. Because you don't, you know, nobody wants to be a dick. And like, it's exhausting. <laughs> yeah. It's just exhausting. Um, like, it's like sometimes a lot of people like post on my like social media about this shit. Like, whatever natives do, I'll always respond. But like, sometimes non natives will like kind of do the other end of it. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just like, I'm just tired and don't want to deal with <laughs> yeah. this. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I think that if this is like a, if this is like a like a, a barbershop or like a hairdresser that you go to a lot, I think it might be worth just like having the conversation politely with them. Because I feel like from my experience, if you're like cool about 
Like if you come in and you're just like, you gave me a weird haircut, you're you racist. Yeah. Then they're not going to listen to you. But if you kind of like have an yeah. honest conversation, then it's like, weird. It's a bummer that you can't just say the thing you want to oh, say. Yeah. But yeah, when it, functionally, it's better. When it's, it sucks to be in a position where you like, that's why it's exhausting is you have to like choose your words of like, okay, this person did this thing that's really shitty. And I can't like, I like, I can't just like say fuck you because like this is somebody I deal with all the time at my like job or whatever so it's like how did like I don't want to bring it up immediately because that might make it seem like I'm mad but if I like wait a couple of days and bring it up you know it's Mm -hmm. there's a lot of like internal kind of like mental math that goes into it and that is exhausting um like for me um I run into this thing sometimes where it's like like uh people will people will hit me up because um like you know, somebody at some production company w- wants to make a movie about natives or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, the, and like nobody that works at the company's native, no friends of anybody that works at the company are native. So it's like, I'll be like the friend of a friend of a friend of a friend mm-hmm. that somebody will reach out to and be like, hey, so uh, this like guy that's not native wants to do a movie about natives. Here's the script. Will you tell us if it's offensive or not? Yeah. And it's like, I used to uh, try to be polite in situations like that. And now it's like, I got a script a couple weeks ago that somebody sent me. And I was like, you're not paying me for this. I'm going to be real honest. Yeah. And it's like, it had lines, like, I'm not going to drop the company, but it had lines like, they were like, the main character is like a native woman who's a real badass. And like, we want her to be non-stereotypical. And uh, the first line of the script was, uh, she drives her car stoically. Yeah. Which is like, (laughs) I can't believe you actually even read the script. I mean, it's nice of you, honestly. (laughs) But it's like, but I mean, it's like the thing that we've talked about. I'm not sure if it was on this episode or the last episode, but it's sort of a like, if I don't, if like, if they had to go like seven people deep to To, to even get anyone, to even get anybody, it's like, if I don't read this, then like, then then this movie will just come out and be shitty. And it's like, you know, you don't want to be like something I always try to like explain to people is the nightmare scenario is that like you hire a native actor for your movie. They show up on set and you give them their costume, which is a headdress and a fucking yeah. loincloth. cloth. And, and they're, they're like, like, and they're like, oh, I kind of need this job. I don't want to like yeah. immediately. Right. So, yeah, I mean. But you just trying to like make things not worse for like people means you are literally doing work for free. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? That's, that, the, that's thing. the thing. Which like. But fucking pay Joey, Jesus yeah. Christ! But that's like, I mean, pay like anybody, any like any cultural, even anybody that you reach out to that's like uh, of not the same group as you to like read your thing, unless they're like your friend, like you should yeah. offer. Unless someone. you can at a later time read their script, or they, yeah. If you're reading theirs, it, unless they at a later time they can read your script or literally give you exactly what you're asking, they're asking to, you to do for them. Yeah, then you need to pay them. Yeah. So, I mean, to like, just back to the caller, it's like, I think that, um, you know, like I say, like, have a nice conversation with this person where you're like, not too mean, but like, also like that feels like shitty advice. Cause like, you know, this, you shouldn't have to do that. Yeah. It's, I, I mean, I think you're within your rights to just avoid this person, avoid that. Place yeah, it's fair. Yeah. In that case, like, don't get a haircut from the person. Yeah. Just like, yeah, fuck take them. Somewhere else, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's also sucks and you might not have options, but you know. Keep that open for yourself. Oh, yeah. Just like, I'm sorry, man. That sucks. What a goddamn episode. Yeah. I feel like whenever I'm on, uh, like whenever I'm on a podcast or like, I feel like whenever I'm Yoza's racist, I'm talking about native stuff and it's always like, it, it fucking sucks. Yeah. 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 But it's like, I feel like, and like, I'm saying this, like, honestly, just like 100% truthfully, I feel like every year it gets a little bit better. Yeah. So like, you know, example of that Washington Post story that I was talking about, the 2012 article came out and, uh, you know, like people were probably upset about it, but not to the degree that they were in the 2019 version of the article. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, the fact that uh, the Dior perfume, the D- Dior company um, deleted all this, uh, the Native American perfume stuff within hours of posting it because the backlash was so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the fact that even I'm in a position to be on an Earwolf podcast to talk about this stuff to me is a win. Mm-hmm. You know, like being brought in for meetings and stuff like that as the first Native person for a lot of these companies and a lot of these executives. Like, you know, that tells me that there will probably be a number two yeah. and the number three and a number yeah. four. So it's like, yeah, you know, this shit sucks, but like, we're, <laughs> but like, I feel like, I feel like it's getting better. So like, I think that's the entire motto of this show. Yeah. yeah, yeah this shit yeah. sucks, but this yeah, shit this sucks, shit sucks but, but like, it's getting better. Um, so, uh, great. So you can find me on Twitter uh, at <laughs> <laughs> Joey, truly thank you so much thank you for yeah. like 
coming with some positivity and yeah, <laughs> all this well, shit. But man. that's like, I mean, this is the same thing I say to like just like other natives when we vent about this stuff. Is like this sucks. Yeah, yeah. It, but like every like even in the you know nine years I've been in Los Angeles, every year it gets a little bit better. Yeah. It's like 2019 is way better than 2010. 2010 yeah. I'm sure was way better than 2000. You know. Yeah. So like we're making progress. We're getting there. It's, and it's like pushing that boulder up the fucking yeah, hill. Yeah. But like, but that nice. boulder's moving. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, so yeah. Uh, anyway, you could find me on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter uh, at Joey Tainment. Um, uh, other stuff I want to promote um, on uh, the day before Thanksgiving, Wednesday, eleven twenty-seven. I'm doing the first ever um, all native uh, improv show at UCB. Awesome! Oh, um, cool. Really excited about that. Um, that's uh, like I don't even. It's uh, I don't even know which theater it's at or what time it is, but it's going or what the name is. It'll probably be like "You're Welcome," a Thanksgiving Native American improv show or something. <laughs> I can see that poster in my yeah. Facebook yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll right probably now, be yeah. something like it. that. Uh, but uh, yeah, well, so. check check Joey's uh, Twitter, yeah. but of course we'll be my Twitter will be info also, on that. Yeah, yeah. And also, just like uh, you know, like like I said earlier, I'm ultimately like you know just a guy. I don't have a doctorate on this stuff, but um, I, this isn't my thing that I'm promoting. But if you want. You know, if you want to just be more informed about Native American issues and to get like informed opinion about them, I strongly recommend following the Twitter account at underscore Illuminatives. Um, Illuminatives is um, it's a Native American consulti- consultancy company um, owned by a woman named Crystal Echohawk, and um, she did, uh, I believe, earlier this year the uh, the largest research study on Native American representation in the media. And, um, you know, she came to uh, find a lot of conclusions that were not represented that well. <laughs> but um, she uh, and her company, Illuminatives, is like very much on the pulse for a lot of this stuff. So they're good. They're, if you're uh, if you don't know a ton of natives or you want to know more about Native American issues, I strongly recommend following them on Twitter. Illuminatives.com is their website. Definitely check them out. Um and then uh, I, don't know, I think it's probably uh, that's probably uh, I've got a short film that's probably on my Twitter account. Check that out. Yeah, yeah. dude, thank you so much for being here. Thanks man. for having me, man. It's fucking great as always. Yeah. Sorry for all the pigeonholing. <laughs> I mean, it's okay, it's okay, but it's like it's it's one of those things where it's like I said, like yeah, you know, it's like to be in a position where I am on the show to talk about this yeah. stuff is a win. And also like, we're all friends. Yeah. So like, you know, you guys are cool about this stuff. We're cool, you, right? You're not. Say you're, you're cool, right? Oh yeah. I'm yeah. the coolest. Oh fuck. Yeah. Oh. Like you guys aren't asking me how to say like, hello and Cowlitz. <laughs> you're not like, like that fucking executive. You're not asking me what the biggest tribe is. This is like real shit. So like, I'm, I love this show. You know, well, thanks. Thanks for, thanks for your patience. Yeah. Thanks for your patience and your fucking wisdom. And most importantly, your goddamn positivity. Jesus Christ. I'm the worst. Yeah. We're doing it. We back. Oh, we're back. Baby, what's going on? Stop being back. Never stop being back. Stay here. Don't go. Can't. Turn around. Not allowed to leave. Don't leave. You're trapped. Well, the door is locked. Yeah. There's no water. The vents are sealed. Sealed. Careful. Um, Good luck. (laughs) Is that an escape room? (laughs) Good luck in there. Hope you don't breathe too hard. (laughs) What's an escape room? Um, Escape room is basically like. Um, the game, the computer game that was on two CD-ROMs called Mist from the 90s. Don't know it. There's a computer game called uh, Mist from the 90s that came on between two and four CD-ROMs. It's that and a Rubik's Cube. <laughs> I've not heard the word CD-ROM twice in one day since 1995. <laughs> also, they should just be called escape rooms. No, they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. How dare you? Mm-hmm. Ugh. Isn't that so much more pleasant? God. Oh, what are you doing? Drinking the- an espresso in the escape room? <laughs> I did do that last time I went to one. I was so tired. Oh, what are you doing in an escape room drinking espresso? I like them. Is this just white people doing a puzzle? Yeah, sometimes it's like <laughs> three Asian people. <laughs> but yes. Guys, is this what you want out of this show? They have no choice. That's what it is. Oh my gosh. What do we say? Um. Well, again, thanks again to Joey for coming in. Um, Thanks. call in. Yeah, call. Please call. Three two three three eight nine seven two two three. That's three two three three eight nine. Race. Race. Uh, and buy the merch. We don't have producer Zig here holding up that sign. Oh my god! God, that it was so funny. That tweet was so funny. Of just Wiley Coyote holding up a sign that said "Plug the merch." <laughs> it's not far off. Um, but now it's forever in our hearts. Yeah, that's where we'll carry it. Yeah. No. Um, best of luck uh, to Zig on his new show, which I uh, find out we can talk about. He's writing on motherfucking She-Hulk. Our boys in the MCU for real, for real. Mm-hmm. Uh, they gave him a scary security talk yeah. about how not to leak any information. 
Yeah. Boys on lockdown. Yeah. But uh, yeah, good shit. Yeah. Um, he is, he is, his office is like 200 feet from my job. You right get now. to see him all the time. I, I saw him once at the parking lot. It was great. You guys go into that employee store, buy him more Chippendale dab t-shirts? No comment. Oh, that means yes. <laughs> all right, guys. Um, did we already say the number? 323 329 That's 323389 Race. race. Colin, what was your question? Spotswag.com slash show. Uh, hit us up on all social medias at Yo, Is This Racist? At Trondy Newman. At Andrew T. Welcome. Uh, and, uh, <clears throat> and at A. Kleiner. That's producer Kleiner. Yeah. Yeah, welcome. And uh, just, you know. What is this? We saw Zig for a second tonight, and it's good to have... You know the new the new team the old team. Mm-hmm. There's a handing off happening. Mm-hmm. All right, goodbye. I mean, not for us. <laughs> Podswag has all the podcast paraphernalia you could ever hope for, like T-shirts, pins, bags, hats, candles, and special holiday collections. This holiday season, give the gift of Podswag by shopping their Black Friday sale. You can get 40% off from Friday, November 29th through Sunday, December 1st. Just go to podswag.com and use the code Black Friday for 40% off the majority of items. That's podswag.com, offer code Black Friday.